0: keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect, and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast of delicious personal details meant to inspire and titillate your imagination. Our guest today is an 18-year-old cis woman. She is bi-curious, single, and open to lovers. She loves thigh sex, being in control, having her ass eaten, and showing off her naked body. A stripper and OnlyFans worker from New Zealand. Welcome, Roxy. Hey, Rissy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on this show. I think you might be our youngest guest, actually. Ooh, oh, my God. I don't know. I haven't done the math. Youngest as of today, because whoever I interviewed that was 18 is older now. So, okay. Can you start off by telling our sweet listeners, if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shameometer with one being shameless and ten being I'm so full of shame, where do you fall today?
1: I would rate myself a five out of ten because compared to about last year when I would say completely full of shame, I'm um, now working in a quite sexual industry where I get to show off my body and get confident and like explore. All of those lovely feelings, um, definitely way less full of shame because I'm now a lot more in tune with my body and what it wants and what brings it pleasure. And I'm not as shy about it.
0: That's amazing. Can you give us a little snapshot, a little overview of what your sex life is like right now and tell us what's your favorite part? Well, so currently my sex life consists
1: of having one partner. We've been hooking up for a few months and it's going pretty good. We've recently just got over the blowjob stage and we've recently tried thigh sex, which for those who don't know, thigh sex is basically where instead of putting the penis in the vagina, it slides in between the thighs, creating friction and rubbing on the clit. So that feels great. That is so hot. He's definitely been pulling me out of my shell because I am quite shy during sexual activity. So I'm definitely getting over the whole being embarrassed, thing like I am super afraid to even orgasm in front of people because I find it super vulnerable. So I've actually orgasmed in front of him for the first time the other week. So that was a huge step for me. Congratulations. But, woo, thank you.
0: So then can you just tell us what does sexy mean to you? I'm
1: gonna go with the basic answer and I'm gonna say confidence because what I've learned from being a stripper that sexy is not just taking off your clothes and showing your boobs and all that it's just being in the moment and like feeling your body and feeling confident in it and being just so in tune with yourself I just feel that is just so sexy to me
0: that's amazing are there moments where you like feel confident and you're feeling like from the inside out and then do you still have self-conscious moments because like I basically walk around like I'm good I'm good but good Ah! and then I get really self-conscious and then some people are like well you just have to fake it until you make it and I'm like well I don't know how what's your experience with that
1: of course especially there's heaps of times where I'm super confident but I'm also super vulnerable because I'm literally butt-ass naked yeah especially when you're in an industry where everyone is making comments on your body you know the girls the men there they'll make comments about your boobs, about your ass, about your stomach. Like I'm always super self-aware of what my body looks like because of the comments being made. So sometimes if someone's like, oh, sorry, I like girls with bigger boobs, then I'm like, oh, I know, Like my boobs, they're not enough. Mm. I just come to realize that not everyone has the same type. Not everyone wants everyone to look a certain way. So if I'm not, You know, someone's type, I'm going to be someone's 10 out of 10. So I feel great in that.
0: Yeah. When someone says that to you, what do you do? Are you like, you're missing out? Or are you like, high five? Or are you like, fuck off? Like, what do you, how (laughs) do
1: you? I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, if I'm not your type, maybe this person is. And I'll point them in the direction of someone who I think fits their type and help them out and get them
0: a customer. That is a make the world a sexier place move, in my opinion. So I love that. I love hearing that. Thank you. Can you tell us what happens to your shame meter when it's time for you to talk with a new partner or any partner about safer sex? And how, in your perfect world, would the ideal version of this conversation go? This topic
1: definitely brings me some shame. I hate to say it because I've probably only used a condom twice. I don't know how many times I've had sex, but I've been having sex since I was 14. But every time I've tried to bring it up, I've always had guys say, oh, but you know, it feels better without it. And in the past, I've always been such like a pushover for that. And I'm like, oh, because all I want to do is please you. So Mm. there's this barrier in the way that's making something less pleasurable. I'm like, I don't want that. I Mm. want it to be the best experience for you. So it's definitely quite an awkward topic being able to bring condoms up.
0: Do you have an ideal fantasy scenario of what a conversation might go like with a new partner? Like if it were just easy and perfect. Ideal and perfect
1: would be already having like the condoms ready. And it was just like, everyone knew that that was just how it is. Or, you know, they brought up the conversation of, you know, using condoms.
0: I think that's my ideal too. I'm like, condom yes great let's do it like that's as simple as that you know ideally instead of there just being so much pressure to not use one yeah yeah
1: i just wish there was no pressure
0: so are you on birth control what do you and your current partner do to practice safer sex if anything do you have to worry about that i am currently not on birth control
1: I did used to be on it and I recently stopped at the start of the year because personally for me, it was just upsetting my body and it just didn't feel natural. So because my sex life, like 99% of the time just consists of oral sex and I'm not seeing heaps of different partners, we've just been doing it like that and haven't really been worrying about, you know, getting pregnant and all that. And I am one of those people who get tested at least twice a year because that's, like, really important to me. And I do push that for my partners to try to get tested because I hate the stigma around, like, getting tested, especially if you, like, feel like you don't have a reason. Because a lot of the time STIs go unnoticed Mm -hmm. and you don't know you have them. So getting tested is just very important. (laughs)
0: Love it. So take us back to your early years now. When do you first remember hearing about sex? And do you remember what you thought or felt or anything like that? All right. So I can't remember a specific time
1: that I heard about sex because growing up with the internet, being a bit younger, I always saw it. I always saw sex in the media, in the movies, sex scenes. I was never sheltered from that as a kid. It was never, oh, cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. It's a sex scene. Like, I was always able to watch it. So... I knew what sex was, but I don't think I understood why it was happening.
0: What was the household that you grew up in like? Like, were your parents really open or was it more like, it sounds like they weren't covering your eyes, but did you get any like cultural or moral messages around sexuality?
1: No, they didn't really speak about sex. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was necessarily shamed upon but it was definitely something that wasn't talked about either. It was just kind of this little cloud, you know, it was there, but it wasn't being noticed.
0: Do you remember feelings or was it, did you learn in school? Like what was kind of your own sexual progression in your mind as you were becoming a human?
1: So, we didn't really learn about it in school, super young. So it was mostly just through like the internet and like going on Omegle and YouTube and movies. What's Omegle? Omegle is basically this website that you can jump on and you can like video chat strangers. It's not supposed to be sexual, but oh. it's, it's not really sexual. Like 99% of the time, it's like chat roulette center. wasn't
0: sexual. I see. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like that. So I was doing all that like stuff when I was younger and you know, messaging guys and they would teach me about their dicks and all that. And I
0: was like, oh wow, like tell me more. Did you learn anything from friends or siblings or anything like that? I would say when I was very young.
1: So my mom had a best friend and she was very religious. And they both had kids at the same time. So my childhood best friend was. Very religious. So I basically grew up with their religious households. I would go to church. I've sworn my hand on the Bible and sworn to talk to God every day and all that. So even though my family wasn't religious, theirs was, and we basically shared a family. So I always grew up with the whole, don't talk about sex, but if you do, it's a thing between two married people that love each other and are doing it to have kids. So I didn't understand that it was something you could use for pleasure. Mm. It was just a baby making thing.
0: Was that the origin story of your ten on the shame-o-meter do you think? Honestly, yeah,
1: I think so, because at her house we were not allowed to watch movies that had, you know, the sexy scenes and all that oh. all that in it because it would be wrong because they weren't, you know, married or in love. So that was very confusing being in basically two different households where it was okay, this household, you can watch the sexy movies and they're having sex and doing all the stuff. But in this household, you can't do any of that. So it was like, which is right, you know, like, what does this mean? So it was very confusing
0: in my young mind on what sex meant. That sounds extremely confusing, especially without the context provided by adults to be like, this is why it's this way here and this is why it's that way there. And you just sit in your little confusion brain and you're like, okay. My little brain just had to
1: figure it out on its own that, sex meant different things in different places and you know how I can talk about sex in different places yeah
0: so did you get a sex talk at all I did it was more
1: just a little bit of an add-on to a puberty talk so one day I had found my mom's tampon in the car and you know you get curious as a kid you like open it and then she's like "Oh no, it's a tampon and I'm like what is a tampon? So, you know, she sits me down that night and we have little puberty talk about what's a tampon all that jazz. And then she kind of gets to sex. And then she basically said, you know, that basically what my little Christian family over here had said, that, you know, sex is something you do to have children. There was no like things about consent or condoms or anything like that. It was just, when you have a husband, this is something you're going to do to make babies. So it was just very medical on how to make babies, not sex really. A how to have babies tutorial, if you will.
0: Wow. Okay, and then to give us a little bit of cultural context, can you tell us what is the age of consent in New Zealand and did you grow up in a large, medium or small city? The age
1: of consent in New Zealand is 16, and I grew up in Auckland which is probably like the biggest city in New Zealand but I grew up in, in like a little town just out of it in the North Shore. I wasn't like living out in like you know the New Zealand country or anything right. with, you know sheep in my backyard. No
0: hobbit holes for you.
1: Yeah <laughs> exactly it was still a pretty city life and I still had like a decent amount of people going to my school. Cool
0: okay so you got that talk how and when did you start Exploring your own body?
1: Okay. So I probably started exploring my body in primary school when we were made to watch a video. It was just like a puberty video, except they accidentally played the video for a little bit too long. They didn't cut it off where they were supposed to. So it went from, okay, you know, puberty, this is what happens, to this is how you touch yourself to get pleasure. So I would have been about eight years old, I think. So the video was basically like, oh, if you put your hand in your pants and move it around, it's going to feel good. So we got, you know, a little bit into that before they cut off the video because they realized, sorry, guys, you weren't supposed to see that. And I was like sitting there like, I wanted to keep watching. I was so fascinated. I love that that video exists. I know. I really want to find that. So, you know, that night I went home and I was like, okay, maybe I'll test this out so you know I put my hand in my pants and you know tried moving around like it said obviously I didn't realize that you had to be aroused for it to feel good for me so I was kind of like this is stupid you know what is this This is doing anything for me
0: wait paint the picture first were you just like standing up like wiggling your hands in your pants and like what was the attitude like <laughs> do you remember where you were were you alone at least yeah, I was alone. Because the video explained that this is just something,
1: you know, you do it like in your bedroom when no one's around. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so okay. that was me. I was in my bedroom when no one was around and I just threw my hand in my pants and just started like feeling around and on my bits. And it wasn't until that I had connected, oh, you know, the sensation of getting aroused which I didn't realize, you know, was connected with, you know, touching yourself and feeling good like that. Yeah. Once I connected those two and, you know, started putting, oh, okay, I'm aroused and, okay, touching myself. Then it started to feel good. And I was like, oh, okay, like
0: this is working out for me. Awesome. Do you remember connecting those dots? Like, do you remember how you were like, wait, this is that feeling?
1: I don't know because I remember having like those sensations when I was like a kid and playing with my Barbie dolls and making them like strip for each other and like, you know, cuddle each other. And I just remember having like this sensation down there and I didn't know what it was and I didn't think to like touch myself or anything, but I just knew it felt so good. Mm. So I was just always like mashing my Barbies together and making them, you know, do funny stuff. <laughs> so I think eventually one day I was like, oh, like this just like feels so good. I just want to like, touch it (laughs) and then i must have just like connected the dots and been like oh okay barbie's smashing each other together and touching myself good (laughs) max
0: okay so can you transition us into then kind of how do you like to touch yourself now what gets your lady parts off
1: okay so currently i have two main ways that i will get off and the first is watching porn and using my hands and the second is watching nothing and using my vibrator and going straight off the intense sensations because for me those are like completely two different experiences because when using my hands it's like okay very like slow build up I don't feel like you know a great lot and then the orgasm is freaking huge but then when I use my vibrator it's like I'm just having like constant little orgasms like the whole time the actual orgasm isn't that big. So it's like whatever I'm in the mood for, I'm like, okay, lots of little like orgasmy spasms or like one big one. <laughs> Amazing. I've always had like plenty of ways that I like love to get off. I was like the girl that would love to hump her pillows. That was one of the first ways I got off. Love doing that. Still do it. Amazing.
0: I'm trying to imagine it and I was just thinking like, do you sit on it? Because everyone talks about humping pillows and every time my brain just like thinks of something new. How do you do it?
1: I love when I hear people on here that are part of the Pillow Princess Humping Club. It's great. I like to just like roll over on my side and then just put it in between my legs and then just like squeeze my legs like shut and then just like grind a bit
0: that's awesome great i have not been able to make that happen for myself yet i mean i do cuddle pillows at night like i like to sleep with stuff between my legs but i haven't been able to orgasm from it and i just think it's an amazing quality you have (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you i've also
1: loved doing things like i loved using like the shower i've used my washing machine like sitting on top of it yeah like sitting on top of it like sitting on top of it and just like moving my hips down so then like my click and like touch on it That's and then just amazing. like run my washing machine and like let
0: it like vibrate and be like wiggle around a little bit oh my gosh i love that so much
1: probably yeah the weirdest one using my phone i downloaded this app on the app store and it was just like phone vibrate mode so you know when you like get a call and your phone will vibrate yeah it just makes your phone in like a constant vibrate
0: genius somebody's a genius
1: <laughs> This is when I didn't have a vibrator. So I was like, all right, I'll like get this vibrate mode. So with that, then I just used my pillow again. I just put the phone in the pillow and then just like sat on the pillow
0: and did the same. But there was a phone vibrator in there. How fun. Okay. So tell us then when you use your hands, what are your moves? Uh, Probably like when I'm starting
1: off, because I don't like penetration at all because it's painful. So I don't do any of that. I would just like to have two fingers on top of my clit and then I'll just slowly rub it in a circle. And then once I'm getting there, then I will just like zigzag, DJ discs, super freaking hard. (laughs) I don't know what else to call it. That's
0: amazing. Okay. And you can come from that. Fucking amazing. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about not liking penetration and how you discovered it and how you navigate it with partners? So I didn't realize that I
1: couldn't have penetration the first time I had sex and it was just super painful. And I thought, okay, it's because I'm a virgin. All right. I'll put it to that. And then I had my second sexual partner and we were having sex quite consistently and it was just never getting better. I was always, you know, like in tears after it because it was just like, felt like a knife was just being shoved up there. It was terrible. I was like, no, surely it should be getting better by now. This doesn't feel right. Sex shouldn't be painful. So I ended up going to the doctors about it. And then turns out it was related to my very heavy, long, painful periods. And it turned out I have something called endometriosis, Mm -hmm. which is basically when The cells from your uterus grow outside of the uterus. Basically, it's just like if I have something penetrating me, it's irritating those cells and it's just very painful. So, that's just been like really difficult for me to navigate with partners because I hate having like the conversation before sex because I hate bringing it up because either it goes one of two ways either, okay, cool, that's fine, I don't care, it's not. You know, the end of the world. Or I have some people that are just like, is it a disease? Like, am I gonna catch it? Or they think it's weird that they can't. Yeah, they think yeah, exactly.
0: It's like, what? I thought endometriosis was fairly common. I know that pain is common, but I know that not everyone experiences that great degree of pain too. And so, and I know there are different, like there are different options for treatment for some people, but it's like very different depending on what your particular situation is. That's what I know about it but it's certainly not a communicable disease.
1: So yeah, I've had a lot of guys like that or they just think it's like weird or that I'm like broken or they're like, how is this supposed to work? They just don't have like a creative mind when it comes to sex, I suppose. Because with my ex-boyfriend, I hadn't even thought of the possibility of thigh sex until I had told him my situation and been like, well, okay, like, we probably can't date because I have this wrong with me. You won't like me. He was like, I don't care. Like, that's fine. And then we were just in the shower and this was the first time we'd hooked up. He just slips it in between my thighs and I go, oh, this is something I can do. I can join in. I can have sex. It was fucking great. I was like, okay, rest of my life, I'm just going to be doing blowjobs. No, I can be a doggy style. I can be in missionary. Yeah. I can still be fucking pound it it's great i was like so shocked i was like not only is you know this feeling good for him because it's just like the friction it's just rubbing all over my bits and it feels great for me too so
0: that's amazing and you can come from that oh yeah wow okay what about if you're on top just like right one of my favorite things to do is to like sit on top and then tease and then i get really wet and then that's like my favorite way to just like slide on top of someone do you do that too yeah oh that's so fun Do you have any tips for thigh sex or any wisdom for people who are not having penetrative sex but are still playing with a cock? Because it sounds like you play a lot with cocks.
1: I would definitely say to try some easier positions like the spooning position. So if you're both laying on your side and then you can just slip the cock in between the thighs without worrying about going inside because I know positions for me anyway like doggy style is kind of risky there's been some very awkward times where it's yeah. accidentally just like Oops, slipped into the wrong mm, yeah. wrong area so that can be quite intense so definitely just like whatever is like the most comfortable and safe feeling position for both of the partners yeah. will make it so much easier and lube lots of lots of freaking lube
0: <laughs> yes that's great so on that topic of cocks What else do you like to do with them?
1: I absolutely love sucking them. (laughs) (laughs) I love giving head anywhere and everywhere. And my favorite thing to do, I get so many compliments on this for some reason, is I love when I put a dick in my mouth. I love just circling the head with my tongue. So I'll be sucking it and I'll just be like rimming it all around and up and down and just like licking it. I love using my tongue. It's great. It feels amazing.
0: That's awesome. Do you put your tongue other places? Are you into rim jobs or anything like that? Or balls? Do you do ball play? I haven't.
1: I actually haven't tried that. I always get roasted for this because I was talking
0: to my flatmates
1: about this. I was like, do you guys include the balls? And they were like, yeah, obviously I include the balls. And I was like... (gasps) I just realized I haven't been including the balls ever. Like I neglect them. Oh my gosh, I've been neglecting the balls. So I need to work on that.
0: (laughs) They just slipped my mind. I mean, I had a similar experience because I just didn't know and I didn't have partners that would give me feedback for the first several years and I didn't know what to do. And I had people like tell me how to give blowjobs, but they didn't mention balls. So I think they also didn't know that their balls could be played with or it might be fun. And then when someone else was like, you have to include the balls and they were like, oh, my God, how could you possibly not know? Like, I'm some fucking idiot. So then on the next person that I was with, I went for the balls and he was like, what are you doing? And he was, not everyone's into it, you know? So it's it's sort of like you have to figure out. And and because I didn't know, because I was just like listening to random everybody's. And I learned that, that doesn't help, obviously. You know, and it seems very obvious now that I know, but I didn't know until I knew. Yeah, I'm so bad with that. Like, assuming everyone. Wants the same thing because
1: you know everyone's bodies are so different. So you know, like you said, someone's like, "Oh, you you have to include the balls," but then someone you know else is like, "What are you doing?" So obviously, it's just like you have to ask for like, "Do you want your balls fondled? (laughs) Can I put these in my mouth?"
0: (laughs) Yes, and that's and now I do ask that, and then there's some people that are nervous and can't answer, and so then you do little tests, and that's or that's what I've been trying, and that, that seems to go well. Okay, so what about mouths on your parts? Where do you like mouths to be on your body, and then tell us specifics, especially if they lead to orgasms or p- deep pleasure of any kind?
1: So I am one of these people who do not like receiving oral sex. okay? I don't I think it's like a vulnerability thing for the okay. first part of it I just like looking down on I'm just like, oh my God, they're just like eating my pussy. I just feel so exposed right now. okay. And I also just like can't stand like the sensation of it though. Getting my ass ate. That is a whole whole nother thing. I fucking love it. It started off originally like as a joke because you always hear about these rappers, you know, eating ass, getting the ass ate. So I was like, when are you gonna eat my ass to my ex-boyfriend? And he's like, I'll do it. And I was like, All right, really? I'm kind of scared. And so it was like a joke. We we're like, haha, oh my God, I'm gonna eat your ass right now. And it just like, as soon as I just like felt his like tongue on my ass, I don't know. It just felt so good. I was like, ooh, what the fuck? Like that. Oh that man. felt really nice. Like, keep doing that. So I am like more than happy if I'm just like touching myself and like rubbing my clit while getting my ass ate. That is oral sex to a 10 out of 10 for me.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so fucking amazing. Do you like more stuff in the ass at all? Or is it tongues right now?
1: I have tried a little bit. I like a little bit of a finger in the ass. Not too much. It's like a little amount, I suppose. Amazing. But I would like to try a little bit with some toys in my ass in the future.
0: Beautiful. I also just want to pause and reflect and say out loud, I think it's lovely that you rate yourself a five on the shame meter And I can't wait... If I ever meet you at like a one or a zero, I just, I'm gently curious, not like pushing you toward that day. That's what I'm trying to express. And here's another question. So I just, for the other podcast, Sex at Work, I just did an interview with Melanie who created this product called Laurels, which are thin latex panties that you can wear for people who feel too vulnerable or for like, so my clit is very sensitive and the sensation's too intense. And so it's made for people to go down on each other and I just bought a I just bought a pack and I just need someone to try them I with love me. One! Right. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah.
1: That is perfect because I'm the exact same. I hate like things being like directly like on my clit. It's always like slightly above, or I like love like something over. I masturbate through my clothes. Yeah.
0: If someone touches me through silky panties or puts a mouth on me through silky panties, I'm like, mmm. And when I was talking to her, she was like, I wanted to create the texture of silk. I wanted to still feel the closeness. And so I'm very excited for them to grow because they're in the process basically of doing another round of funding. Not to like sell them. I just had the interview and I was like, she's so cool and it feels perfect. <laughs> it's like, right up my alley. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay, so what else? What other parts of your body? What about mouths other places? Like do you, like tongues in general? What's your kissing style? Tell us everything about just like your sensual self.
1: I just like adore when people are like licking and like breathing and kissing and like my ears and my neck. Like, if someone was just, like, you know, sucks on my earlobe a little bit, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so like, undress me right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I adore that. My kissing style, I am, in the past, I've always been someone who just can't stand saliva. I've always been, like, super, like, grossed out about it.
0: I used to be but like But my
1: that. recent partner is very into, like, you know, spinning in each other's mouths. So he's been slowly, like, you know, kissing me but, like, making it, like, a little bit more wet or, like, pushing a bit more, like, saliva into each other's mouths. So, like, now I've just been, like, making, like, kisses. He literally complimented it the other day about how, like, wet my mouth gets. And i was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm starting to, like,
0: get into very, like, wet kissing and, like, spitting. So how did he introduce the spitting into your mouth? Was it just, like, this is something I like, can we try it? Or did it just happen? Or was it, like, organic?
1: Well, he had always said that he likes it and I was like oh like that's not my thing I don't know how I feel about that like I don't know that's kind of gross and then he would just like you know slowly start just transferring a little bit of saliva and I would like laugh it off I'd be like all right yeah give me it so and then now it's gone to a point where I love where he would just like spit on his hand and like slap my ass or like slap my face and I'm like yeah like at the end of like the last time we'd hooked up I just had like saliva all over my face and all over my tits and I'm like yeah fuck yeah I love this I feel like a dirty little slut Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> oh amazing oh that's so amazing what else do you like tell us more like what else are you into what have you discovered about yourself what are you exploring right now what are you loving
1: At the moment, I am trying to delve a bit more into my solo sex life. So at the moment, I'm loving a few new things I'm trying with myself, which is I love getting my vibrator and I love getting some sellotape. And I love taping my vibrator to my pussy and just like wrapping up my legs and like taping up my whole body. So I'm like, it's just stuck on me and I can't get it off me until I come. And it's just super crazy because, like, once I do come and my body's, like, super, like, sensitive, then I have to, like, like, rip off the sellotape. And it feels great. I love the feeling of, like, sellotape being ripped away. I will just tape up my nipples with sellotape and just, like,
0: rip it oh off. Oh, my gosh. Wait. I want to make sure I understand what it is. Is it sticky or is it, like, saran wrap stuff? Yeah, like, sticky tape. Like, the clear kind? The clear kind or, like, duct tape or all that. Oh, my gosh. How did you discover that you liked this? I don't know. I have always just like liked the feeling. Like if I get
1: like tape on me and like pull it off, I was like, "Ooh, I love that." So Does it was, pull like, your little hairs? Yeah, I love the feeling of like being like waxed, okay. and I love like just like my hairs being like pulled. So like I shave my arms now, but like when I used to have arm hairs, I would love the sensation of it just being like ripped out. Just like that was so nice, or oh. just being tugged on. Okay. Like, any hair that's, like, in my head or, like, all over my body, I just love it being pulled. Like, I have like little back fuzzes,
0: Yeah. And if someone is just, like, pulling them, I'm like... That's so cool. Do you experience it as painful? Are there any other sensations like that that you love? It's not a super painful thing. I'm not really into
1: things that are super painful.
0: I don't know. It's just, like, a little nice pain. I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah. This <laughs> just like a, ooh, that, like, made my body, like, tingly.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Are there other kinks of yours that you have like discovered or uncovered or that you want to explore more? We heard a little bit about butt stuff. What else are you dabbling in or wanting to dabble in?
1: So I have this little secret kink that only two people
0: have ever been told about. I like to
1: joke about it a lot, but I've only seriously told two people. Okay. So that is watching guys piss. I have always, like as far as I can remember as a kid, has been so fascinated by it I don't remember a time where I wasn't interested by it I think one of my earliest memories of being aroused was something to do with that like hearing about a guy needing to go to the bathroom and I was like at the time I didn't realize I was being aroused yeah but I definitely was as I got like a little bit older and was discovering porn I was like I'm gonna look into this what are they doing and I don't even know what it is that is just so like interesting and like sexy to me I feel like it's like the desperation of it of just like needing to do it like so bad and I'm not sure if it is something I would want to include into my sex life just yet Mm -hmm. at the moment I think it's more of just like a porn thing that I like to watch and that I'm like yeah this is nice to me my body likes this maybe I will in the future might change my mind but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something I been wanting to actually incorporate in my sex life
0: would you want to watch a video that a lover might make for you of them pissing yeah yeah I would love that
1: oh fun
0: (laughs) I would love that especially if they were like oh like like, I'm remoting my name a little bit yeah yeah okay well planting that seed uh keep us posted if that happens (laughs) no here's another question you said that you were bi-curious I would love to hear about your bi-curious self and I would love to hear if you think this piss kink could extend to someone with a vulva
1: I've always been around the LGBT group like my mom she is now lesbian my sister's been bisexual my other sister's been bisexual my brother was gay like all of that. Everyone, we're all the gay family. We've got the gay gene running through us. So I have always thought, okay, you know, I like boys and I like girls too. They're also pretty. I never really saw why I should only be attracted to men. I thought they were both pretty as kids. I thought they were both amazing people. Yeah. And I liked being friends with both of them. So it only made sense that, oh, I would like to date both of them. I actually had this best friend in high school. We were super close. And because we were both openly bisexual, everyone assumed that we were dating. It was always like, oh, Roxy and her friend, the token lesbians of the school. (laughs) So one day we she got a bit curious. We were like, oh, are these rumors? Or like, could this work? So this was my first like lesbian experiences with my even still now bestest friend Amazing. so we had got drunk together and then we were like let's get some coconut oil out <laughs> and we just like slapped some coconut oil on each other's bodies and like decided to like go down on each other just to like test the waters and we both agreed that no okay we're just friends and I don't think we've ever really like spoke about that again
0: okay. <laughs> it was kind of just like okay, that happened, and
1: nope, that's not for us.
0: But it sounds like you wrapped it up in the moment, too. It doesn't sound like it was fully, like, squished away. You had an agreement of, like, well, we tried it.
1: Yeah, exactly, of course. It was like, okay, no, we're not dating. We're going to keep denying the rumors.
0: (laughs) That's great. What a great exploration, and also just what a beautiful example of how friendships and relationships can be fluid you can test the boundaries and it doesn't mean things have to be ruined forever because i don't know how many people have been like i just don't want it to ruin our friendship and i was like well if you mean that then great it doesn't have to but we could still fuck if we want to see if we try it out i don't know exactly if you have a great friendship testing the
1: waters isn't gonna ruin it yeah for me anyway and recently i have explored with a woman that wasn't my best friend And that was my sexual partner's wife. So that was really exciting.
0: What was that like? Was it a threesome situation or was it just the two of you or was there watching?
1: It was. So
0: we were all huddled up on the
1: couch together and we were just like listening to music. And then all of a sudden me and his wife just started making out. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I, you know, been thinking about this for ages, but me and his wife were both like super shy and reserved. So you have to give us like a little bit of a push to get anywhere. So we started making out and I was like, oh my God, look at me having a a gay experience that's, you know, not my best friend. So one thing led to another and, you know, we were making out, kissing, touching, all of that. And then I ended up eating her out and that was so fun. I enjoyed it so much <laughs> I got home I was like yes I'm not a fake bisexual because
0: <laughs> I had always I know that feeling I know that feeling
1: because I had always just been like wrapped up in dating men after another and had never got to like explore that part of me I was like maybe I'm not a real bisexual I feel yeah. like I'm leading the community down by like being fake so I got home and was like yes I enjoyed that. I am bi. Amazing. (laughs) How balanced. That's so cool. Which you shouldn't anyway. Like you don't have to be with both genders to be bisexual. It doesn't determine that.
0: Absolutely. And I know that for myself, it was like really important to have the feeling in my own body and the knowing because of the amount that I got questioned by other people, especially a lot of friends who would be like, but do you think you'd go down on a vagina? And I would be like, I don't know. And it's like, Yes. it's enough for me to have the desire.
1: Exactly. I got questioned so much by my friends. They're like, oh, are you even bisexual anymore? Like you, you only date men." I was like, yeah, I, I think so. And then actually started questioning it. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe I am straight, but I still think women are hot and I still think about doing stuff with them. So I don't know, but I just never got, you yep. know, like opportunity. Yep. Okay. So getting the opportunity was definitely very like validating for me and refreshing. I was like, Okay. okay. I was right. Yes.
0: I feel like you sound like you're a tiptoe past by curious I think that you're you're on your way to more <laughs> explorations is what it sounds like. There's... That's
1: what I put there. That was definitely like the insecurity of being uh... like, you know, the fake bisexual. Totally, I totally. still have that.
0: I think you count if you want to count. That's my personal. Okay. Yeah.
1: I would I'd say definitely.
0: But also what I think doesn't matter. I think what you think matters. <laughs> okay so that sounded like a great night have you done other threesomes do you want to do other threesomes group sex etc what are those fantasies like for you or experiences
1: i have always just like loved the idea of like basically i'm now being like the unicorn for like a couple i've always ever since i was in high school there would be couples and there would be rumors about them like dating a third person i'd be like oh my god i'm so jealous like i want that like and i'd always like have these fantasies about having like three sims i don't think i've had fantasies about engaging any more than three because i feel like i would just be super overwhelmed yeah. because i'm someone who has to be like very comfortable with someone to have like a sexual encounter mm. and i i can't think of more than like <laughs> yeah. two people that i have been super comfortable <laughs> with <laughs> So that would probably be a bit overwhelming for me, but I would love to, like, get in some like, more threesomes and, you know, maybe with two guys as well or women. Like, yeah. I'd love to just spice up like that.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Are you into sexting and nudes? I imagine you might be because I just remembered about OnlyFans. But start with sexting and nudes.
1: I love sexting and nudes. I think it is such, like, a great way to connect with your partner sexually when you can't be with them in real life. I love just like sending like little teasing videos or like texts and like getting each other like, Ooh, excited for we next to each other yeah. sort of thing. Being a person who loves showing off my naked body. I love sending videos. It's like my love language. So if I'm like sending videos and receiving them, it's just so hot to me. And yeah, because I do do only fans, I'm always taking photos and videos of myself and uploading them. And part of that, is not just photos and videos. It's also sexting people and being like, ooh, I don't know, whatever I'm saying depends on the person. I have some certain OnlyFans customers that I like making custom content for where oh. I'll do like foot domination and shoe domination and stuff like that. Ooh. So I'll like make custom videos where I'll put on my stripper shoes and like do like little POV videos where they're basically like kissing and worshipping my boots for me to like take them off and show my feet.
0: Amazing. All of that is so creative. When I was 18, I mean, I remember I was talking to a friend who I used to sleep with just the other day. And I remember when I was like 24, 25, trying to dirty text him. And I was like, You tried to get me to do it. I couldn't do it. Like, I didn't have a framework or a model. And I just had a blank spot there. It sounds like you don't have a blank spot. How did you get all these beautiful creative ideas? (laughs) I'm definitely trying to get
1: over the blank spot. But I've always had these ideas. I've just always been too shy to say them out loud or like express them with someone because what are they going to think? But it's just getting over those nerves and the shyness that has made me like come out of my shell. And as soon as I have some ideas, then if those go well, then some other ideas pop up.
0: In that vein, then how do you feel about porn? Do you like it? Do you watch it? Where do you find it? How do you engage with it?
1: I do watch porn. But I don't watch like standard people having sex porn. I love
0: that phrasing of it.
1: Well, I don't know. Just like when you search porn, like the first thing you would expect to see is a man and a woman, you know, yeah. putting their penis in her vagina. So I'm not, that doesn't float my boat at all. Like I've tried to watch that stuff and I'm just like, eh, because I can't relate to it obviously because I'm not having that sex. So I just look at it and I'm like, I can't see myself in this situation and then if I do I'm like oh I just think about how like painful that is for me yeah. so what I love to watch is I just love watching guys jack off because to me there is just nothing hotter than watching a guy get off that's why I love like sending and receiving photos because yeah. if they're sending me a photo back it's them jacking off and that's just like, the best thing to me that's amazing oh that's actually probably like one of my like number one Turn ons as guys jacking off. Like my favorite thing is when like a guy just he's holding his dick in my face and it's just jacking off onto my face. That is the hottest thing ever. Pure bliss.
0: Amazing. Do you have any other favorite sex toys? We heard about your vibrator. What type of vibrator is it? It is ooh, types. I don't know. <laughs> there's like wands that are straight or rockets, and then there are rabbits that have like a little head. And now there are the pulsers that have like the little sucky blowy thing. So you know, there's varieties it is a rabbit but not like
1: the rabbit you're thinking
0: of it's like this little like finger rabbit so
1: it's like this little thing that you put on your fingers and it's like this little purple vibrator that's for like external use and it's got these little bunny ears and like a little nose
0: so it's literally like a little rabbit that's so cool it's like a little handheld one do you ever bring it with you when you're fucking a partner
1: not with my recent partner but with my ex-boyfriend because he used to live with me yeah we used to use vibrators all the time yeah. and it was great we used to also use like other stuff on him we had a flashlight <sighs> so we would use that on him as well it would just like add like another thing because you know like we're like oh okay hand jobs bow jobs thigh jobs all right how about let's spice it up let
0: me use a flashlight on yeah. so you would like do it to him what's it like yeah i would I would do it to it. I don't know. I don't
1: know what it's like I'm not like
0: but what's your experience? Is it just like arms up and down, like are you're controlling the outside of it? Is he like telling you how fast or slow to go, or is it just watching because you don't have your own touch receptor or whatever other than on the thing, right?
1: So it's like a sleeve one, so I can like feel it. So it's like jack him off with that. so it would be like my hands, but we just like feel thicker.
0: Does he come in it or does it go through like this? The tip out. Okay, I need to obviously Google fleshlights. Oh, yeah. Okay, And then you have to clean it. Yeah, you do have to clean it. (laughs) Is that still hot for you if you can't see him coming? Does that like take away your loving to watch people? I mean, it sounds like you live you got to a lot of experience around him. So you had plenty of opportunities for the comings. But like, is it as fun if it's coming inside something?
1: (laughs) The one that we had, it was like if you push it down far enough, his dick would poke out the top of it oh so when he came it would just like spray out the top of it cool so you could like see it anyway so it was fun so he could still like come on like my face or my tits while using it
0: wow amazing anything else that you guys did that you loved or like anything that you're doing with partners now that you love i haven't gotten into this so much
1: yet with my current partner but with my ex i would like to explore with putting things up his butt We got to do things, like, with my fingers. So we would do this, like, in the shower. I would jack him off and put, like, a finger up his Uh, butt. Or we had this little, like, anal stick toy (laughs) that we would also try and put up there. It started because we had this rule where whatever happens to me happens to him. So it was, like, a fair thing. So he was like, I want to try anal. I want to stick it up your butt. So... I did anal and I was like, all right, well, cool. So now I'm sticking something up your butt. It ended up being like, oh, okay, that was kind of fun. Like we can do that again. So we've done it a few different times.
0: Amazing. I also love the introduction of anal with other stimulation because I think that is the thing too that kind of like clicked my brain over into like having everything stimulated. And now that's what just like makes me melt immediately. Okay, are there any other kinks that you haven't mentioned yet that you want to explore? Anything in the future in that sense or things you want to try that we haven't gotten to yet?
1: Okay, see, this isn't more of like a my kink. It's more of I want to find someone with this kink. I have always been obsessed with people who have foot fetishes. Like, I personally don't have one. I wish I did, honestly, because I love the thought of being able to, like, Add another element. Me to too. Sex. It's great. I'm so jealous because, like, you know, most people are getting aroused by like a certain amount of things, and then there's someone who's got this extra thing. I'm jealous of that. I want yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. So I would love to be seeing someone with a foot fetish because I would love to like give like foot jobs and yes. like all that stuff. Like that's like my favorite OnlyFans content. Is like doing like ooh.
0: You
1: know, wash up my feet, kiss my feet, and all that. So, and oh, I'd love to do massages all the time. So,
0: <laughs> absolutely. I had a friend too who was dating a dude with a foot fetish for just a little bit, and I was like, "Can you live out my fantasy of going on a date with him at a fancy restaurant, and you're wearing sandals, and you slip them off, and you surprise him by touching his leg? Like, I want to do that to somebody." Yeah. But they broke up. They stopped seeing each other before she got to do it.
1: I've actually done something like that. He didn't even have a foot fetish, but I was at this party and I'd never really met any of them. I only briefly knew the host. And we were playing this weird little like DMB game or whatever it's called. So we were all at this table uh, drinking and i had ended up taking off my shoes and we were just giving each other very like heavy, like, oh sexy, like eye contact. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll like get my foot and I'll like rub it up his leg a little bit and see like you know what his face does and he was like oh like gave up a little bit of a face that he liked it like, okay okay I'll like keep my feet up and go like a little bit further I ended up just like rubbing like my feet all over his dick and it was great so I would love to like oh find someone gosh. who's like really into that and yes. do stuff like that more often
0: that sounds so fun I fully support this and I may it be so here's a question for you how has OnlyFans and your work as a stripper affected your personal sex life, if at all?
1: There's definitely two elements to it. For the first, it has definitely made me as a person way more sexually aware of myself and my body. And I love being sexual a lot more. But then there's also the side where I, because I'm drowned, like a lot of men and they're like intense gross sexual energy sometimes. I do have like a habit of walking into a room and seeing men as like targets or like customers or wallets. I definitely have had to, in my job for protection reasons, had to like dehumanize these people. So I have to like make like a conscious effort when I go into a bar to be like, this is a person,
0: not like a
1: being to like drain their money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I almost forgot. Sex parties or sex clubs, would you be into it? I heard that foursomes could be overwhelming, but if you were like with a partner, could there be a scenario where that could be fun for you, perhaps?
1: I have always wanted to try and go to like a swingers club or like a sex club. I don't know if I would necessarily want to participate at this time in my life, but just like going and watching or going with a partner and watching them participate. Oh my gosh, I would love that. That would
0: be so fun to me.
1: Amazing. I'm very much like I love watching people do things and I also love being watched.
0: It could be really fun and hot to be at a sex party or sex club and just fully like I fuck someone and like strip for and with someone like if you could, you know, these are the types of scenarios that I imagine all the time. But I'm like, but how do you communicate to get it to happen? Or do you just have to be magical and fall into this scenario? But like, you know, where you're undressing someone with your eyes, but in a venue where you can literally undress and find the like mutual yes from across the room and then I don't know. And then maybe your partner starts licking your asshole from behind. Who knows? I don't know. Fantasies. Yes. Just just brainstorming. Just brainstorming. And do you ever have sex dreams? And are you really coming in them if so? If you ever have orgasmed in a dream?
1: I do have sex dreams very occasionally. And when I do, it does feel very real. But it feels like you're always constantly like edging. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm almost there. But you just like can't come. (laughs) So I'll wake up and I'll be like, so sexually frustrated. So I like yeah. have to like get myself off because totally. I'm like, that was unsatisfying. Like that was nice. That was fun. But I need a, I need to finish where we started. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. The mornings that I wake up super horny, I'm like, I must have had a sex dream. I just can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what are your hopes for your sex life going forward? I definitely just want to completely get over my
1: shyness and get my sexual shameless meter non-existent, get rid of it. And I just want to meet new partners, tr- like explore their kinks. Like we said, with like finding someone who has like a foot fetish. I just want to like invite everyone's spaces into mine yeah. and experience what everyone wants to experience. I just want to try things. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Okay, and if you could go back in time and give a younger version of you some sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say?
1: I would say do not be a pushover. Do not let people push you into sex. You don't owe anyone sex. And you can wear a condom if that's what you want.
0: (laughs) Fuck yeah. Do you have a sex question for me? I do. All right. Can you tell me what is your favorite body part on yourself? (gasps) Oh, on my own self. So I will just say the first thing that came to my mind that just jumped into my head, I'm honestly a little surprised. The phrase was, my little nipples.
1: <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. So that was
0: my, yeah, that was like what was screaming in my head. that's first
1: answer that
0: popped into your head,
1: then we love that.
0: We're going I that. do. I love that. But I also want to take a second to just model loving more of myself because I wish this is a practice that we all did. So I wiggle every day. I've been wiggling for almost 900 days as of our recording this. And I really am growing to love like all these funny little parts of myself that I used to feel crinkly about, even though I have kind of like a classically quite fine body. And I have seen the way my boobs have changed shape over the last decade and I love them and they're extra wiggly. You know, I see how wrinkly my hands are. And I always like when I was little, I was like, well, I don't know what palm reading means, but that must mean I have a busy life ahead of me just because like they've always been like very wrinkly. (laughs) And then like my ears stick out, but I can wiggle them. My eyes can shake. And, you know, so all all sorts of those fun body things. But I guess it must be my my little nipples because that's what jumped straight to mind. What's yours? Do you have a favorite? Ooh, oh, my gosh. I was not ready for this. <laughs> because
1: Just like my whole face. I love my face. I feel like it's just what makes me, me. I feel like if I had another body, I would love it and accept
0: it. That's fine. But, like, I just love looking at my face.
1: I just feel so cute and pretty. I love waking up and being like,
0: oh, this is. <laughs> I love that. Do you want to tell people where they can find your OnlyFans?
1: Ooh, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So my OnlyFans will be under Roxy Miller, which is R-O-X-I-E. M-I-L-L-E-R, Roxy Miller.
0: Roxy, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love
1: this.